Welcome to another edition of the 1% Better Podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue. Hey folks, welcome to this week's 1% Better and it is not an interview this week, it's a solo show. So hopefully you're going to stick with me for the next 30 or so minutes as I talk about great leadership habits and narrow in on 10 key takeaways from the 130 or so interviews I've done in 1% Better with leaders because I believe that everybody I've talked to uh, are leaders in their own way, shape or form for sure. So this is something I've been planning for for a while. I did a talk on this presentation a couple of months back and have been meaning to put it into a podcast because the talk went well and put a lot of work into it so I wanted to share it out and it's a summary I suppose of so many of the things I've learned over the last three years and all from these interviews and certainly from my own personal professional experience as well I think there's some good stuff in here and also just FYI all the links to the episodes I reference uh, are in the show notes with this so you can dive into any of those if you haven't listened to them already and let's get into it and just one other point I will mention some books that I like to recommend as that have helped me on this own journey because I will talk about the leader the trait and maybe give an example of how you could potentially develop that in your own leadership journey or your own life and because I'm sure a lot of these traits will be useful to develop in any way. Okay, so when you think of a leader, what word comes to mind? It's a question I typically ask in a coaching session with a group or even in one-to-one. It helps start getting that person thinking about what's important to them as, as a leader. Because generally, what you admire in somebody else, you would probably like to have in your own armory. So pause for a second, think about that. What would you... One word would, would you have standing out as a leader you admire? And even you probably have an image of who that person is. So that might be useful as we go through this list. I also in the talk talked about leaders from the past versus leaders of today and how that has changed a lot over the last while. Words like ruling with fear, controlling, leads by own principles and values, standing above the team and superhuman maybe were terms or words used for leaders in the past whereas now sharing the power being more collaborative connecting understanding listening caring about their team are more commonplace in this world of new leadership today let's start with a definition of what leadership is and i took this from interview i did with John Eads, season two, I think it was, episode 66, his definition of leadership, defining leadership, someone whose actions inspire, empower and serve others to produce an improved state over an extended period of time. That helps with framing what leadership in his words and in many others is. Um, Does that align with your own definition of leadership? I think it's useful to start with that. So when I started off the podcast, I would have always asked, the folks I was interviewing, what was it that they wanted to be when they grew up? And you would hear the, the answers of astronaut, fireman, superhero, things that were not necessarily considered leaders. You would never hear them say they wanted to be CEOs of organizations, by the way. But it's interesting how a lot of these folks over time became leaders, probably unwittingly or unknowingly but then once they get to that leadership position they can start getting very clear on what that means to them 
through the medium of the podcast, I have been able to talk to these folks. And when I set out goals for the podcast, learning from leaders was definitely one of them. All the way through my career, it's been a big focus for me to improve, get better and understand what it means to be a better manager and a better leader. So through the podcast, it's given me this front row seat with all of these very talented and successful leaders. And in that way, it's been a privilege to be able to try and unpack their leadership styles and put this together. So let's get into it. I've went with a top 10 leadership patterns, traits, whatever you want to call it, from all the episodes. So we'll start with number one, which I am calling Know Thyself and Authenticity. So in this, I pictured three leaders from the episodes. The first one was Ma'an and Sheila. So for those of you that don't know who Ma'an and Sheila is, if you've not watched the Netflix show Wild Wild Country, I would recommend you put it on your list for over Christmas. It's a fascinating five or six parter. And Ma'an and Sheila was the right-hand lady of Bhagwan Rajneesh or who was the, the guru that was part of this uh, documentary. So very much worth checking out. She's had a checkered past and she's done time in prison. But what was very interesting from the interview with her now that we recorded earlier this year was that she was very clear on what type of leader she was. Even if it wasn't one that was what people wanted, she was very focused and very, very driven by her leadership principles and values. So I would definitely recommend checking that out. Uh, She's very an interesting lady. The second one I mentioned on the talk um, is Susan Bennett, who is the voice of Siri, the original voice of Siri. Yes, Siri, on your iPhone. And from talking with her, I got a very clear sense of the type of leader that she was and the type of leader that she became. She's very much Uh, an introvert. She's a voiceover actress, but she was very clear that it was okay to be an introvert. That was her part of who she was. And she kind of came out as this introvert character around the time the voice of Suri became known, uh, which brought a lot of celebrity to her life that she may not have been expecting. But she was being true to herself. She knew herself very well, had done a lot of work on herself. And that stood her in good stead when this new celebrity lifestyle came out. The third one I have on this first one, Know Thyself, is Nevin Maguire. So for those of you that are from Ireland and definitely know who Nevin Maguire is, the celebrity chef, for those of you other parts of the world, you should check it out. He's episode, let me just check here, Nevin Maguire, episode 48. And he's a very well-known chef in Ireland. And when he kind of came to prominence probably 20 years ago on TV as one of the first celebrity TV chefs, It might have been the most popular thing to be a chef on TV or just a chef in general for for that time. But he was very clear from a very young age, this is exactly what he wanted to be. So different to that question earlier where people are talking about astronauts and whatnot. Nevin was very clear. He knew who he was. He knew what he wanted to be. And he worked towards that. And those were just three examples. What underlies a lot of this is the area of emotional intelligence. And that's a coaching program that I put a lot of work into and a lot of content around and I believe if you can work through some of the 
components of emotional intelligence. There's self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship management. They're all in there. But if you could pick one, for example, focus on your own self-awareness and getting a better sense of who you are. Because if you can figure that out and get comfortable in your own skin and clear on that, you're on to a very good start that's kind of fundamental to a lot of everything else that comes knowing yourself and being clear on that allows you to live much more of an authentic life and be in a better place overall so i would recommend how do you start doing that if you want to read the book daniel goldman's emotional intelligence it's out about 25 years and it's very very interesting read and backed up with a lot of science and research over the years and stood the test of time and if nothing else it's getting even more popular now and another thing you could do is start journaling that's a tool for self-awareness i could talk a lot about that but i won't go into the detail here check out journaling self-awareness in essence just writing things down that come into your head maybe at the end of the day or start of the day and building a practice around that so number one know thyself number two is growth mindset and lifelong learning. So the two guests that I call out on this one, one is Jim Breen. He's a serial entrepreneur, millionaire many times over, set up organization called Pulse Learning more than 20 years ago, which he went on to sell and has set up other organizations since. His focus is very much on always learning, always trying to improve, pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. And I absolutely buy into that. It's very interesting. Jim has had a huge impact on me for a number of different reasons from that interview and some of the subsequent conversations we've had. But he believes in learning, taking your steps forward, getting outside your fixed mindset, which can hold you back, definitely. A lot of times with the fixed mindset, people give up when they're frustrated. They don't like to be challenged. They're saying they can't do this um, because external factors all of those things can be changed you just need to start looking at it from a different lens reframing things and taking a different approach so i would recommend listening to the interview with uh, jim breen and a second one that i called out is the conversation i had with isa nasiwa the the rugby legend he was a leinster legend won a number of uh, heineken cups and we talked about morning routines and the power of positive distractions and again if you listen to Issa it's all about having a growth mindset pushing yourself a bit further forward managing and measuring how you're doing against targets and then identifying what areas do you need to tweak or change to move that little bit further forward very interesting one for sure Jim's episode was number 59 and isa is number 120 how do you do that so it's all right for me to talk about that but how do you do it there's a book that i will recommend called time to think it's about listening to ignite the human mind by a lady called nancy klein used it a lot in coaching use it a lot still in coaching uh, one-to-one and in groups there's lots of really good tips and tools in it The one I would recommend in there is to start looking at your limiting beliefs, things that you put on that are kind of preventing you from moving forward. Listen to your language. The example that Jim gave in his episode, and I've talked about this numerous times, but I think it's important to repeat it. When you're going for a jog or going for a job interview or for whatever it is, is your language saying, "I, I have to do this or... Do you want to do it? Do you get to do it? Do you change that 
one word and give you a positive uh, mindset as opposed to kind of one that will hold you back. So check out the book or listen to any of those. I think they'll definitely give you something more to think about. Okay, number three is dream big. So the leaders that I've talked to that have been successful allow themselves to have big visions and big dreams. And without doing that, without having those aspirations, I think you're not going to be able to move into that direction or that far forward. The two we mention in this one, Nora Patton, she is from Ireland and her dream from a very, very young age is actually to be an astronaut, which goes back to that question. Um, but she's actually on working towards that. Ever since her first visit to the US as a young girl, she visited NASA. She's hooked. Her dream has become something that she's been staying with and working towards. And she's done a, uh, made an awful lot of progress over the last number of years and is a huge inspiration to, to others, to, to kids for sure. I've seen her talk numerous times. So the episode with Nora is definitely worth a listen around dreaming big. Colin O'Brady, he is probably now become a globally known name. When I interviewed him two and a half years ago, he was very well known, but he wasn't at the levels that he is now. He's been recently on Joe Rogan. He's been on Jimmy Fallon. He's done a number of uh, world first uh, expeditions. He's doing one very soon in December, I think, rowing across some part of Antarctica. But he talked about his own visions to become bigger than what you would imagine. He's he, was, he nearly died at the age of 21 in a freak accident as well. And he went on to become a triathlete, winning triathlons and and then scaling the top seven peaks in the world, as well as the, the two poles in the shortest, shortest space of time. So he was getting world records there. So those two episodes are very much worth checking out. Again, links in the show notes. But both of these two, and like many of these leaders, dream big. Don't allow themselves to have limiting beliefs that I mentioned in the previous one. And that definitely is very inspirational uh, and, and drives you forward. How do you do that? The idea of vision boards is very popular, creating a vision board on your wall, putting in pictures, words, just things that will inspire you to move forward, picking out the likes of Colin O'Brady, idols or people you admire to move you forward, creating smart goals and stretch goals, smart goals, mentioned those loads of times before, smart, add in a bit of heart, make them something that you are incentivized or motivated to do make it more likely for it to happen. So yeah, I would highly recommend checking out those and creating a vision board. And maybe when you say it, right, you might say it to somebody, they look at you thinking, oh, that's kind of silly or a bit fluffy. Just try it, you know. Don't don't be held back by what others think or what your internal chatter is saying because that's the reason you're not going to move forward these limiting beliefs or these things that are just holding you back, push through them and move forward. Number four is definitely one that resonates very well with me and it's work hard. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard is a saying I have on the slide that I've put together here. And really it does come down to just putting in the effort. I'm reading a book right now that I didn't have in this, but it's bounced by Matthew Syed uh, and it's 
blowing my mind but reaffirming so much that I already know the 10,000 hours mindset working for three hours a day for 10 years to become that expert so much evidence in this book to say hard work is there these ideas of child prodigies like they talk about Mozart or this the Serena and Venus Williams these guys are brilliant of course but they were working five hours a day for years up to the age of 13 or 14 and and at that point they had clocked so many hours they were going to be world class so there's an element of luck involved in lots of things maybe right place right time and obviously with the hard work you have to do it purposefully with proper practice talk about that maybe later but it's all about hard work and the two episodes that I'm referencing in this from what I've learned is the Irish amputee football team. So I interviewed those guys a couple of years ago as they were doing a Euro uh, championships. And the effort that these guys put in above and beyond their day job, they're not getting paid here, of course, is more than admirable. And it is all part of their big vision, their dream to get there. They put the effort in and have come on leaps and bounds and have become a strong unit a strong football team and it was great to chat with them but they're the embodiment of putting hard work in and the second one i'll mention episode two the amputee football was 49 and 50 episode two with andrew mangan who is somebody i've talked about numerous times in the podcast he is a podcaster himself ars blog is the show he hosts and he has built up quite a successful business around podcasting and blogging around arsenal he's a massive arsenal fan and his words that have stuck with me were, is an hour, and I've probably heard it numerous times since from others, but you don't become an overnight success, or you do after nine or ten years hard work. And that ten years thing comes up again, ties into the hard work, uh, ten years, three hours a day for ten years to ten thousand hours. So very interesting stuff from the guys there. Um, I put in a how here, and it's discipline equals freedom. Do the work. Make sure you're putting the hours in. People say to me, how do I manage to get a few bits and pieces done outside of my day job? I get up at 5 a.m. And I know that sounds whatever, 5 a.m. club and, you know, it doesn't work for some people. That's fine. Maybe maybe you're better at staying up late at night and doing it. But it's hard and you have to do it. It's the only time I can get an hour or two's work done before every other responsibility comes in. And I'm doing recording this on a Sunday morning to try and, you know, get it done as well. So you have to be willing to take sacrifices, do the work, and hopefully then you will reap the rewards. But know that it's not going to happen overnight. Take some time to put it in and it'll come back to you. Just make sure it's something you want to do and something you're passionate about. And as I talk through this, it's funny how all the values and principles that I'm talking about are a little bit connected. Okay, that's number four. Number five, I'm talking about the team and being a servant leader. So more and more of late, the term servant leadership has been emerging, coming up, and very interesting research done on this, read a lot about it. When you think of servant leadership, do you automatically think, oh, the leader is just passing the book or not taking accountability or ownership themselves and that's something that people probably struggle with whereas you're going back to the definition john had given you're empowering others you're elevating others to be more than they can be and that's what servant leadership is about and when you're working with teams 
that is massively important to not be dominating, not be the only voice in the room, but authentically looking for their opinion and extracting that and creating that psychologically safe environment to do so. Three examples here. One again was a man and Sheila talking to her and asking her about leadership and it was very clear the value of the team and understanding what the team wanted was very, very important to her. She believed in you had to 100% respect the team and that came across very clearly. I interviewed a gentleman called Owen Quinn, episode 123, not so long ago and he on his own well, kind of on his own. He He's a type 1 diabetic like myself, but he's a kite surfer. And he attempted to kite surf from France to Ireland, which had never been done before without stopping. Uh, it's called the Celtic Way, something like 180 miles long or so. Um, but he talked about, although it was an individual effort, the amount of uh, planning that went in and the team behind him was so, so important. And he's done a lot of similar events. And without the team you're not going to get anywhere. So maybe the person out in front gets a lot of the the accolades and the credit, but you hear time and again sports stars and whatnot talking about the power of their team. As I talk this out, I remember watching at the end of the year Ash Barty, the tennis player from Australia, talking about her team constantly and how they helped her and were essential in her getting to where she got to in the last year. So focus on the team. Make sure that you're a servant leader as much as possible and that will bring you some goodness. So how do you do it in a work environment? What I found successful is creating a team principle or a set of principles with the team, working with them, allowing them to define them, and not stamping all over them, uh, how, creating your own team vision and mission, creating what's important to the team together, using uh, rituals or norms within the team is very important. I've read a lot about that and bringing everyone together and always helping the team share feedback and talking openly. The book, Time to Think, that I mentioned, they have a lot of team exercises in there uh, and all that's very important. And when you do all that work, you don't just do it a one-off to creating those team principles. It might be an exercise you do at an off-site, but it's then to live them out, maybe create an action plan for owning them uh, in each individual might own one per month over a course of a year and <clears throat> and that will then help embed them and make them more real and as a leader you will get uh, everybody on your side if you do this in an authentic way I definitely believe that I've seen it and from the feedback and from the interviews it definitely comes across to be the case as well Okay then, so we're halfway through the 10 and this one, number 6, is, although these aren't in any order, I think number 1, knowing thyself, is probably the most important. This one is right up there and it's all about listening and asking the right question. So from my own coaching, from the learnings I've done there, from research around listening and, and doing workshops on it, this is one of the most sought after leadership skills or traits from surveys it's the one that ceos get the most coaching on is to become better listeners and like all of these they're all learned practicable habits and skills that you can grow and develop and listening certainly is one of those that you just have to put a bit more focus on 
and work up through the different levels of listening and become better at it. The two guests that I'm mentioning in this one, one is Dermot Mannion, who uh, who was the CEO of Aer Lingus at one point and CEO of Brunei Airlines. Uh, I know him personally through coaching work that we went through together. And Dermot talked about in his podcast with me, uh, he talked about when he took over at Brunei and for the first two or three months, maybe two months anyway, he as he went around the organization and got to know and meet everybody, he was in 100% listening mode and really spent and took that time to fully hear what was going on and make an informed view of everything that was there. And what I asked him at the time, you know, living in the world of IT and, you know, taking action is very important and to be seen, to be doing, as opposed to just being, can sometimes um, can be challenging. How, how did he buy himself such time? And he, he made it as a, you know, part of his conditions for taking the role that that's what you need and for me that was very insightful very very nice to hear that uh it it was something of so much value for for him and the organization believed in that so that's one dr william binder is another that i put in and he's a plastic surgeon in hollywood and what i found not only interesting from talking to him about his work and how practice and focus is very important for him, as you would imagine, working on people's faces. Uh, He talked about how listening was so, so important, listening to the the client and understanding what they're wanting. And empathetic listening is something I talk a lot about in coaching as well, is is not not only understanding what the person is saying, but what they're feeling. And I would imagine in the job of a surgeon, empathetic listening is very important, understanding what they're feeling, because maybe sometimes people are coming in looking for work to be done because it's underlying emotions that is driving it as opposed to anything else. And I think Dr. Binder came across very clearly around that, that how what distinguishes great surgeons from some some good ones, not only is this idea of good good hands and being well practiced and having that level of skill developed there, but being able to listen to their client and understand what they're what they're looking for. And that's very true in all parts of business. So that's two around listening. How do you get better at listening? Practice, practice, practice. If you look up online there's a lot of articles and tables and documentation around levels of listening there's five levels of listening check that out and understand empathetic listening as well as active listening and a coaching tool that we use sometimes is to have two people talk one well two people together one person talks for two minutes and the other person just completely listens doesn't answer doesn't jump in doesn't try to solve their problem just gives them those two minutes and you will find how difficult that is um but for the person talking, how beneficial it is because they get so much from it. So that's listening. What was very interesting as I talked to so many people and as the show is called 1% Better is that they all have a very much incremental improvement mindset that they're all looking at their big visions and taking steps back to implement one by one, day by day, short steps forward to move into that direction. Very much 
in line with the 1% better theme, which is good. Uh, I, I believe that's a good sign. The two guests I'll talk about on this one, Megan Duhamel, who won gold at the Sochi Olympics in 2018, I believe. Um, and she is a nice skater, and that was a very interesting episode. Megan talked about things that she can do today to be better tomorrow. What can I improve on today, day over day, that will make me better tomorrow and the next and the next day? And that's very much in line with that 1% better mindset. Another athlete that I talked with, Olive Lochnan from Cork this time, who won the 50-kilometer walk uh, back in 2009, I believe, at the World Championships. Yep, she um, <coughs> she believed in a similar data-driven everyday improving focus that she said you know there's no real magic in a lot of this it's gradual improvement it's hard work it's about trusting the process putting the hours in and all of that tallies up to this mindset of deliberate practice and you're practicing day after day with a real focus getting good coaching getting good systems in place to move forward so that's all around the one percent better mindset as an aside there how can you do it Again, measure, set goals, measure your progress day over day, keep motivation, make sure that you're tied into that goal. And a lot of people need accountability. Sometimes it's hard to hold yourself accountable. You might need some help or support. I actually can help with that. Uh, We set up a Slack community. Um, It's on the front page of the website if you want to sign up to that. We do monthly uh, challenges where we share our own targets or goals and the group tries to help each other to support each other to get there. And it's all free, so it's just a bit of fun. But if you want to try and check that out, more than welcome to join us. Number eight is what I called Don't Accept the Status Quo. And many episodes jump out here. A lot of these folks are going against the norm. But one that was very interesting for me is a lady called Roberta O'Brien. She is Lieutenant Commander Roberta O'Brien, and she's a lady that has had a number of firsts in her life and in the the world she's in. First girl to play hurling with the, the boys' team in school. First female in the Irish Navy. First female to captain a ship in the Irish Navy. Certainly not bought into uh, limiting beliefs by any means. And the growth mindset ties in here. Very, very interesting interview with Roberta. I would definitely recommend you check that out and listen to her story. But again, the story is similar for Colin O'Brady, who was the first to do the Arctic crossing, uh, the impossible first, as he calls it. I talked to a guy called Brock Lewin, who has a coffee um, roastery that he set up during the recession in Ireland. Just going for it, not following the status quo that at the time nobody was setting up businesses so it's probably not the right thing to do not the case with Brock that's going from strength to strength a gentleman called Joe Bakhti in an interview I did his company is Quantigene and they're looking at cancer detection earlier than it even is possible at this point in in detecting it I don't know if that makes sense but check out the episode but it's him driving forward, not accepting what's out there and trying to break the status quo. And all this ties in with growth mindset, dealing with your fears, going against the grain. I mentioned a tool in the speech and the talk 
called this ABCDE model. Uh, it's a cognitive behavioral coaching tool and you can check it up online. There's lots of videos there or just get in touch if you want to know how to use it more. And I use an example around fear of presentations where, oh, I'm terrible at presentation. I'm not going to get any better. I Everybody thinks that I, I can't move forward. This model is useful to break down those sort of limiting beliefs and help you change your mindset, go against the status quo, even if it is just a status quo in your own mind, and go in the right direction to become better. Number nine is the word humility. And I put a, a saying on humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. And I definitely think C.S. Lewis nailed it there. I do an exercise sometimes as well in coaching class and workshops where I asked a group of folks who they admire and leaders that they might have had bad experiences with. What typically comes out is very interesting. A lot of common words pop up, but it's very clear that when I ask the question, how does it make you feel to work for a bad leader, especially on a Monday? And people kind of get hit with that one, that it is definitely difficult. And what I'm trying to get out of that is a lot of leaders don't tend to admit that they're wrong or that they're not getting it right all the time. When's the last time you heard a leader say, hey guys, I got this wrong? Hopefully you've you've heard it. And how did that make you feel? Did you instantly say, this guy is pretty, or this lady is pretty good? pretty honest and I can buy into that and I'm willing to do more. If you don't hear it enough, maybe that is a bad thing because we all absolutely make mistakes. I talk to all these leaders and a lot of them are very open and upfront about saying they didn't get it right. Man and Sheila, who had spent time in prison after her leadership potentially went wrong, I suppose, with, with, uh, within the movement that she had been involved in, admitted to her mistakes gets it wrong and now trusts in the team very much. Megan Duhamel that I mentioned, the ice skater, they got, that was their fourth Olympics, I think, and they were making mistakes and they were very honest and open with each other when she was in her uh, partner in the skating that she was doing. They were open to try and develop and move things forward. Not everybody gets it right first time, second time, third time. It's very important to just be okay to say that you didn't get it right. And humility builds trust. Trust is the one thing I think, even listened to a podcast this morning, they were talking about trust, and that it's the one thing we want to give people the benefit of the doubt. We want to trust people. That's in our DNA through evolution. But if you don't see the leader willing to open up, drop the guard, and say they've not got it right, or that things aren't working out, can I get some help, you're going to probably lose that potential trust that you're building with the person. So be humble, guys and girls. That is very, very important. And it is not a sign of weakness. If anything, it is a sign of strength. And I think that's important to think of as well. Okay, we've got to number 10, probably a little bit longer than I planned, but hopefully that's okay. Hopefully you've stuck with it and found this useful. And number 10 is one I'm calling the off switch, finding it and being able to use it from time to time. One very interesting gentleman I know, John Dennehy, a serial entrepreneur from Cork who has had a very successful career. You should check out the episode 
talks about the ability to take breaks. And I'm not talking about lunch breaks or weekend breaks, but he can take breaks during the day and take lengthy breaks from work when and if needed. And it's finding the balance. He talks about being able to go surfing during the day, taking a call from his car before and after, but just interweaving fun and being able to switch off during that day is very important. And anytime I manage to get a jog in during the morning or in the afternoon, if I can, instead of going for lunch and come back to my desk, I'm much more likely to be more focused for the rest of the day and even work a little bit later because I have that extra energy. It's very important. And I think not only having the right diet and getting the right sleep, but just being able to disconnect and allow that subconscious work through many of the things that are rolling around your head, come up with new ideas and answers is very, very important. Another episode that I, w- that I will mention that stood out was probably the most listened to in season two. It was from Professor Ted Dynan and he's professor and a doctor um, and he has done a lot of groundbreaking research in this area of psychobiotics and your gut health. Fascinating interview. He talked about exercise as the best antidepressant there is, and that's coming from a medical doctor, so he certainly knows what he's talking about. So it's really important to be passionate about what you do when you work for yourself or work on something you really enjoy. You can put in so many hours, your motivation is there, but there's always a chance of overdoing it. And burning out is a strong word. When you're passionate about something, it's hard to burn out about it, but it's just finding a balance what are your triggers what are your off switches are there any things that you can focus on that can help you find that balance in all the leaders i've talked with and all the leaders i've worked with for the most part they have outlets they have things that they can do different to their day job i'm talking right now into a microphone creating a podcast that is very different to what i do in the day job but allows me to one release and disconnect and to develop and grow around the passions that I have as well, which I can use in work. So there's there's lots of benefits out of it there. So take your breaks, find time away, be strict with it, make that a habit, make that a practice as well, because it's very, very important in your overall well-being and success. So that's the 10 guys. One couple of ones to wrap up with things I never heard leaders really say I didn't really have a plan I have to take all the credit the team let me down it wasn't my fault I did this all on my own failure is not an option I have too much going on that's the way it's always been I'm in charge here those sort of sayings I thankfully didn't hear that coming out in any of the leaders I talked with over the period of time one that I put down saying I didn't hear much of but recently I've heard a little bit more about of is around I was just very lucky hard work can pay off and the harder you work the luckier you get is one of those statements you hear the episode I just released last uh, a couple of weeks ago with Barry Schwartz who is the author of the paradox of choice and psychologist and a fascinating guy he puts a lot of his success in life down to luck that he never necessarily wanted to be a psychologist but he found a great lecturer and it just ignited a fire in him so that one is interesting and luck versus um, chance and I'm not sure there's there's a, something there I need to probe into more but I do believe in the hard work statement and that can probably bring your own luck. That is very, very 
interesting and hopefully very important to take away. So there we go. That's what I'm saying as of now, the 10 things that I took away. There's definitely ones that I left on the table that you can certainly let me know about. Why didn't I include that? I probably do around two at some point and make it even more interesting if that's possible so i'll wrap it up there guys as always thanks for listening i would love if you are a new listener to subscribe to the podcast help me grow it and maybe share it with somebody you know as well i say this all the time if you don't want to that's fine as well i'm doing this purely with the mindset of helping myself and others and it's constantly giving me lots of value from that perspective as well go to the website Check out the Slack group that I mentioned. Uh, follow on any of the social platforms at Rob of the Green. And as always, take a couple of minutes, if you could, to give me feedback on this one. If you liked it, that's great. And I will leave it there. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And have a great day, week, month, year, or whenever it is you listen. Have a great rest of day. Good luck and thank you. So this is the outro of the podcast, guys. You got to the end, and that is great. Please hang in here for another couple of minutes. I know most people won't, but maybe there's something here of interest. So check this out. First off, thanks so much for listening to this one, as well as maybe the 100 or so that's gone before it. Why not check them out if you haven't already? There's lots of good stuff in there. The whole podcasting journey for me has been a huge learning, and I'm trying to help you guys learn and improve as well. So much has changed over the last few years since I started it. I've really realized lots of the goals that I put out there and then realized so many unexpected benefits as well. And I think anytime you take on action towards a goal, you're going to pick up lots of things that you didn't expect along the way. And hopefully they're good things. In this particular episode, was there any one or two things that jumped out? Maybe you could take a pen and paper out right now because this is something that you might think of during the episode but never do. Do it now. Take it out. Write down a goal that you're going to set yourself as a result of something you learned from this episode. Put a plan in place and then work towards it. Applying yourself deliberately over time. Take ownership. Build a habit. Improve. Get 1% better. Share accountability with somebody you know in a buddy system and learn and grow and improve. That's what it's all about. That's my hopefully inspirational piece done other areas to note check out the website robofthegreen.ie you can consume everything there for free there is obviously the podcast there's video one minute monday clips there's articles uh, not enough but i'd like to put more there if you're interested in putting one there let me know and there's a get better at page which i'm starting to add new content to over time there's a feedback page if you want to email me rob at rob of the instead but it's all about trying to engage you and get you to a place of improvement so i'm open to feedback as i said ways you can help me is by following me on the socials at rob of the is the website or at rob of the green on all the social platforms subscribe to the podcast on any of the apps that you might listen to it on talk about it tell a friend about it tell your family members about it share some of the ideas not only to your friends but to me is there anything i can improve upon sign up to the newsletter that's there as well i'm experimenting again with a group called slack rob of the green on slack this is really for a shared accountability environment and sharing ideas you can sign up to that on the website as well all of this is obviously all free but there is also an option where you could subscribe to my patreon site and make a small donation for the content that we do it's there it's totally up to you everything that is coming in through that or could come in through that will go into making the podcast better so to close i am always trying to improve 
and get better change is difficult i know that but it's all about taking the first step learning something applying yourself moving forward you can do this i've been able to improve pushing myself outside the comfort zone learning and i think if i can do it so can you don't overreach don't set yourself unrealistic goals one percent at a time is enough but it's all about starting and that will bring you on your pursuit of betterness to a great place thanks for sticking to the very end talk to you next time and take care good luck